Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Chris Huckes and this is your best life defined. Hope you're doing well today. I am. I'm actually running late. I'm not doing this podcast until the afternoon, if you can see by the sun behind me. Um, kind of got off track this morning. I went out and I did my walking and did a bunch of pull-ups and push-ups, got my workout in. And then coming back, my wife Sandy was getting ready to head out for a walk. And and of course, I got to thinking I miss walking with her, so I jumped in the truck with her. And we had a great walk. We walked six miles, climbed some pretty steep mountains, and it was a good workout. So if I seem a little off this afternoon, it's because I'm my I'm a high energy guy in the morning. In the afternoons I tend to drop off, but I'm going to try and keep it up for you. How are you doing? So let me ask you this. Let's start this conversation out by asking you, what have you done since the last time you listened to a podcast or over the past week, even if this is your first visit? What are you doing to improve your life, to improve the value you get for the effort you put in every day? Okay. I'm talking about that job, right? We all get up in the morning, you pretty much have to work. If you're fortunate, you don't have to work, you are lucky. And that doesn't exempt you from that previous question, and that is what are you working toward that in in a week, a month, or a year are going to improve your life? See, a lot of us aren't doing anything, and I understand that. It's not a judgment. It's okay if you're not doing anything, because this is not a story that most people ever hear in their life. In fact, people shuck the idea. Actually, they'll actually look at me like I'm crazy when I say, hey, listen, you should build your life around the things you love. They're like, oh, yeah, right. I love fishing and drinking beer. All right, then you should be drinking beer and fishing a lot more than you are, maybe. This isn't about giving up on certain aspects of the life if you have, right? You're going to have to work. There's just no way around it. We all have to work. Now, I'm fortunate I started working and I got done working and I have a substantial retirement, as does my wife, and we are blessed for that. But it's because we worked through that. That job that I had working in a federal prison, it wasn't a great job. It paid good for a reason because it was a scary job. Sometimes it was a terrible job. Want to have any idea about how scary it was, you might want to listen back to some of my earlier podcasts. I tell a story about how they almost killed me in the prison. But it's what I did in that prison, it's having that job, no matter how sucky it was, that gave me access to the life I'm able to live now. There's been grumbling. We and Sandy sold the house about four years ago. We travel full time. And, you know, when we sold the house, and even still, there's some people who think, well, the reason they sold the house, they spent all their money, and now they have to live in a trailer. Well, whatever works. Whatever works for you to validate your life and where you're at, or if it makes you feel better to think that I'm living in a trailer house because I don't have any other choice, do it. Go for it. I'm glad for you. Anything I can do to make your day better. But the reality is that's not the truth. The truth is I woke up one day and I'm out there mowing a lawn, a, a, a crop that no one eats, right? Because you realize that's what it is. I'm out there mowing the lawn. My wife is in her big-ass house, 3,000 square foot, cleaning rooms and dusting rooms that no one even goes into anymore. Haven't been in in six months. We looked at our life, and we looked at the, the fact that in that 3,000 square foot, there were three rooms, or four rooms if you count the bathroom, that we actually used. I would get home from work, and I would take care of whatever needed to be done and then I would spend my time in the basement in my office doing the things I love to do and Sandy would spend her time in the living room or in the bedroom watching TV and doing the things she loved to do. 
Now we still worked out, we still got our time into mountain biking to try and stay in shape. But the point was, out of that big ass house, we were using about the same amount of space as we have now in our 41 foot fifth wheel. And this brings me to the point. You don't wear shoes that don't fit, right? You don't get you don't get shoes that are three sizes too big so you have more room. Even because because your feet are only so big, your feet only need so much room, right? So why do we buy houses that are bigger than we need? Well, partly it's because of the image. There's something to be said for someone who has a big fancy house. Because that standard is how we define success. Oh, check out, oh man, check out his big house. Check out his fancy truck. Guess what? No one cares what house you live in. No one, no one's waking up at night going, oh man, they're so lucky they have a big ass house. See, the scary part is talking about the true price of that house. And granted, some people are going to hear what I'm saying and they're going to do it. Some people are already doing it. I know people right now who've listened to this podcast and have actually said, you know what, I think maybe you've got a point. What I'm going to do is I'm going to not try and make my life fit my stuff. I'm going to try and make my stuff fit my life. And when you do that, then you're in, you're in your zen. You are right where you need to be. Imagine if your life was all about fishing. And I keep bringing that up because that's an old story, but it's, a, it's an easy parable. Imagine if you love fishing every day. Does it make sense for you to go out and spend $20,000 on a bunch of carpenter's tools? But no. You go in a restaurant, you know you don't like liver. Are you going to order liver? No. Why not? Because that's not your thing. That's not what inspires you. You don't enjoy that, right? But yet when it comes to this idea of home ownership and all the stuff we collect, because we are collectors, go look in your garage, go look in your closet, all that stuff you had to have, you couldn't live without, that you haven't touched in 10 years, you haven't touched in five years, you can't even find some of that stuff, but you needed it, you got to have it. Imagine for a second if you said, okay, this is what I want my life to look like. I want to work three days a week. I want to have four days a week off. I want to get paid plenty of money. And I want to get be able to spend all four of those days doing all kinds of stuff I love, like outside. Let's say you're an outdoor person. Go hiking, mountain biking, disc golfing. You name it. It's your list. You make your own list. But imagine if that's where you started when you had planned your life. Now, some people already have. Sandy and I have definitely done that. It took us a long time to learn it. I think I was about 48 when I came upon this idea that owning this house and doing all this stuff didn't matter to anyone. And once you make that decision, define that, once you define it, you say, okay, baby, this is what we got. This is our life. This is what we want to do. What's the next step? Finding things that add value, that add or that accent that type of a life. We live in a fifth wheel because we love to travel. We live in a fifth wheel because it's quite a bit smaller by 2,600 square feet than the house we used to own. And we live in a fifth wheel because I don't have to do yard work. I don't like doing yard work. We live in a fifth wheel so that if I want to go explore in Acadia National Park in Bar Harbor, Maine, I can do it. 
I live in a fifth wheel so that I can go take my fifth wheel and I can park my home down in the Florida Keys and I can spend five months kayaking in, in blue water. I can go scuba diving. I can eat seafood. I can spend time with people I've never been around before. I can see things that make you go, ooh, ah. Someone will do it. Someone will listen to what I'm saying and someone's going to say, okay, why why did we do this? Why did we go in debt for $300,000 so we can spend our weekends painting and mowing lawns and doing all this stuff? And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call you out. If you're if you're over there saying, Oh no, I love my life, I love my life. Well, let's just take a look at how you, much you love your life. Post the pictures of how amazing your yard looks. Post the pictures of how everything, every detail about that home you purchased is done. It's perfect. Post pictures of you smiling as you're spreading gravel in the park in the in the driveway. Because there's the gauge. See, the truth isn't in what we say, it's in what we do. I just put skirting on my fifth wheel because it's, the temperatures are getting ready to get below get below freezing, and I don't want to freeze in my fifth wheel, so I put the skirting on. But I put this black skirting on my silver and black fifth wheel, and then I take the time to wash it, and then I polish it, and I clean that skirting up. And the reason I clean that skirting up is it's because this is my home. And no, more than that, this is a tool that allows me to live the life I want to live. So I'm going to take care of it because I need to take care of it. I need this unit. I need this thing to be part of this life. That's what I talk about when I say you need to make the things in your life fit your life. I'll say it again. I've said it before, but the story about the guy with the big boat and the junky house. You know why that guy has a big fancy boat he cleans every day and he has a junky house he don't mess with? It's because he loves fishing. There's a key indicator right there. We don't take care of the things we don't enjoy. We don't generally take care of, spend a lot of time working on stuff that sucks. That's why you can walk through any neighborhood and there's occasionally going to be that house where the yard is a mess, the fence is falling down, the shingles are about ready to come off the roof, the screen doors hanging on sideways, and, and people inside are just hanging out, doing their thing. It's because they're, they're in the wrong place with their life. They're not in the right place. They're not sitting on top of their world. I take care of my home because it inspires me because it's the launch pad for my life. It gives me access to the things I love to do. It is connected to who I am and what I love. Without this house, I wouldn't be able to live the life I live. Can you say that about your life? Can you say when you take a look at your life, yes, this life fits me. This life fits me. That that garage full of stuff. I love woodworking. That's my stuff. That weight machine. I use it every day. That pull-up bar. I use it every day. That exercise bike. I use it every day. That treadmill. I use it every day because that's who I am. Some Someone will do it. Someone will wake up. They will listen to this podcast and they will say, you know what? I think I see what he's saying. What he's saying is build your life around who you are and not what the world wants you to be. It's really that simple. The question is, will you do it? 
Well, let me give you the motivation on how you're going to do this. First of all, you're going to step away from any criticisms anyone has about your life. And for just a second, you're going to step up, step away from social media and stop pretending that your life is more amazing than it is, because that's really what social media is. It's showing that 1% of your life. It doesn't show that stack of bills on the counter or you and your partner sitting down at the table arguing because you both spent too much and you can't figure out how to make more money and the bit money just isn't quite going far enough, right? Sit down and take a look at your life and evaluate it for why you made the choices you've made. And you'd have to step beyond the fact that everyone else does it. See, that's the other trap. We want to be like everybody else. It's safe to be like everybody else. It's safe to be a member of a tribe. I'm going to tell you what, there's not too many things in the world in the modern age that are scary or that are dangerous. We've traveled all over the country. I've never felt threatened. So pick it up. Pick it up, because someone's going to. Someone's going to say, you know what? I really don't need this. My funny thing is my birthday's coming up, and I'm really thinking, thinking how trying to find something that I want. That's another key indicator of if you're on track. If you're on track, if the life you're living fits you like a shoe, there's not a lot of things you're going to add to that life. We're not adding anything to our life right now. Not much. I'm, like, I'm thinking about they make a really nice electric power washer, which would make cleaning my home a lot nicer, allow me to clean my truck and get into some details on it. Uh, it's $100. My goodness, $100. I've been thinking about this power washer for three months. You know why? Because I don't want it to ever be in a position to where I have a garage full of stuff I don't need and I don't use. Because if that's the case, why did I spend that money on it? And more than that, why did I spend my time working for that money that I spent on it? And what could I do with that money that would make my life better than that thing that I bought? As long as you don't define it, you'll never find it. So keep that in mind. As always, just remember, I appreciate every one of you who show up every day. I don't expect you to change your life over overnight. You are not me. You are you. And that's where it all starts is within yourself. So just keep that in mind. Remember, the world has enough anger in it as it is. Let's try a little kindness. Let's try and step back and realize that the people we may be hating on are really just like us, except for a few things. Don't focus on those bad things. Let's focus on kindness and consideration. And as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one. 